0: This is the rundown. 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 rundown rundown. Hosted by Luke Lipinski. 98 7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: Live from the auction community studios for the next half hour, because we got d backs Dodgers coming up at the bottom of the hour. Luke Lipinski here with you, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. And we got a lot of uh we got a lot to get to. And a very short show in which to get to it, but um, what are we now, 48 hours, 49 hours away from Lakers-Warriors? Has to be the biggest game for the Suns that hasn't involved the Suns since, well, since Portland-Brooklyn in the bubble last year. Uh when Karis LeVert went off, but then missed the uh, the last shot, and Damian Lillard went, Lillard went off for Portland. But uh, other than that, this has got to be one of the biggest games for the Suns in about a decade. It's going to be a great one on uh, on Wednesday night, and and I find it interesting I know we've talked about the possibility of the Suns facing the Lakers in the first round. We've been talking about it now for you know, what 3-4 weeks. It's looked like a legitimate possibility really ever since LeBron went went down with that injury and then kind of struggled to come back. And I find it interesting that there is there's like there's three groups of Suns fans. There's the scared to play the Lakers There's the, we're better than the Lakers. And then there's the group I fall into of, you've done what you can do. If you get the Lakers, you got to go through them. And that's a great story, if you can do it. I don't necessarily buy into the idea that I want to play the Lakers earlier rather than later. To me, the Suns haven't been in the playoffs in over a decade. They just finished a 72-game season with 51 wins. I'd rather have a nice game to ease in. A nice series, rather, to ease in. You're not going to get that in the Western Conference. If it's not the Lakers, it's going to be the Warriors. But I think the Suns pretty well cruised through the Warriors in a best-of-seven series. The Lakers, I mean, we're talking about the defending champs here who are relatively healthy. So I would rather get them in the second round, where you can't get them now, or the third round. Uh, you know, who's, who's to guarantee that the Lakers are going to be healthy for round three? I'd like to have DeAndre Ayton, but not just DeAndre Ayton. I mean, this is Devin Booker's first playoff series. Mikkel Bridges, Cameron mean, there's a bunch of guys on this team. I'd like to have them have a playoff series, kind of get their feet under them before they have to play the Lakers. But if you have to, you have to. The other thing I find funny, though, is people have just decided it's definitely the Lakers. Look, they are a a far superior team to Golden State, but uh, it's a best of one. Steph Curry in a best of one? That's... To me, it's like 55-45 Lakers win that game.
2: Yeah, also, who has been LeBron's kryptonite throughout the years? The Golden State yeah. Warriors.
1: Yeah, Absolutely, there's that. LeBron w- did whatever he did to his ankle yesterday. I mean, I think he's going to be fine and play. I don't know if he's going to be fine, but I think he's going to play. The Lakers can't shoot threes. Do I think the Lakers are a better team than Golden State? Yes. Fully healthier are the Lakers the team to beat in the West? I mean, probably Utah's kind of beat up. Phoenix is, is inexperienced. Again, Suns Lakers later in these playoffs. I like the Suns' chances. I think they can still do it if they play them in the first round. But it's just, I think it's gonna be harder. The Clippers, <laughs> the Clippers went out and lost to Oklahoma City yesterday, last night, just to avoid the Lakers. Right? That's the only way that
2: team lost to Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah, they 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 put on the tank, but I'm t- I'm tired of. How do you do that going into the playoffs? You don't want to play certain teams, but you might play them if the Lakers lose to Golden State on Wednesday. That the Clippers will get them in the second round, exactly. But hey, I'm t- I'm tired of the Suns are inexperienced. I'm tired of. You know the Suns can't beat the Lakers. I'm tired of the Warriors can't beat the Lakers. I'm tired. Why is there, why are everyone why is everyone doubting the Suns? I just don't understand it. The Suns are going to win the finals, in my opinion. You think they're going to win the whole thing? They're going to win the whole thing. They, right. They've been the most resilient team this season. They seem to go down, and they somehow figure it out. They can shoot the basketball, they play good defense, and they have Chris Paul and Jay Crowder who have been pretty dang deep in the playoffs so far. So I'm sorry, I I just do not think that the Lakers this year have what it takes. LeBron's been hurt ad's been hurt i don't believe that they're 100 healthy they they're don't not. have the they're same not. bench that they had last year i'm sorry i just don't understand the doubting of the suns and that lebron is just gonna walk into the finals it's just not happening this year the west is too deep and i think the suns are the healthiest and deepest and more, most resilient team in the nba this year they, they've played together the most so i think that they're gonna win i think all these other teams that have been you know, piecing together their season just aren't going to do it. Well, I
1: will say this, if the Suns get past the Lakers in round one. see, So that's more optimism than me. Two months ago on the show, I said the Suns are going to the Western Conference Finals, which saying that right now, I don't think is the most bold prediction in the world. Two months ago, it wasn't like super bold, but they were not the one or the two seed at that point. They were still kind of hanging out around four, moving up three. I mean, they they were right there. Um, So I'm going to stand by that. I still think they're making it to the Western Conference Finals. But if you say they're going to win the whole thing, and that makes so let's just get this clear on the record. Luke Lipinski says Suns to the Western Conference Finals. Jesse Morrison says Suns win the whole thing. I want to okay. make sure I want to make sure you get the credit you you deserve if that actually happens. Now, again, back to the Lakers Warriors game on Wednesday and we'll have a show before that game on Wednesday too. We'll have one tomorrow. So we'll we'll talk more about it, but uh like I said, this this thought that well, the Lakers will just cruise through Golden State it, maybe Best of seven, yes. Golden State's not that good of a team. Steph is unbelievable. Steph is in the MVP conversation. He shouldn't win it. His team is in eighth place right now, but they would be in, like down in Houston territory if they didn't have Steph. And whether you think Steph is in the MVP conversation or not, it's kind of irrelevant. What is relevant is in a best of one, which is what the Lakers and Warriors are going to play on Wednesday, he absolutely could win a game. In a best of seven, you know, you need your a good chunk of your team. But if it's Warriors... Suns in the first round with the Clippers doing whatever they did last night against Oklahoma City, you're potentially looking at a path of the Suns going through the Warriors in round one, the Nuggets or Blazers in round two, and then obviously you're going to have to play probably the Lakers or the Clippers in the conference finals in in that scenario. Um, It's not easy. There's no easy path through the Western Conference, but when you win 51 out of 72 games, you deserve a relatively easy path, and that's about the easiest one you could get. Either get through the Lakers, and then you don't have to deal with the Clippers in round two, or get through the Warriors, and you still don't have to deal with the Clippers in round two. That has been my, my stance all along. I don't want to have to go through the Lakers, the Clippers, and a healthy Jazz team, or a healthy, I mean, the Nuggets aren't going to be healthy. It's really just the Clippers and the Lakers that worry me, and, and the main way they would worry me is if I had to go through both of them back-to-back. And now that's probably not something the Suns are going to have to do. It's, it's actually it's impossible for the Suns to have to go through the two of them back-to-back. So to me, I know things didn't go exactly the way people wanted this weekend, but I don't think this is that bad of a situation. And I don't think the Lakers are unbeatable. I'm not going to pick the Suns to win the whole thing because Brooklyn might be unbeatable, but that's a whole different conversation we don't have they to have They haven't played yet. together. They haven't. And they, they may not. I mean, they've played, what, eight games, seven games something together? Something
2: like that. And the Suns have played together all season.
1: They have. We'll go back and forth on this all week. I mean, I'm not going to take the stance against the Suns. Like I said, I think they're winning two series. Uh, let's get into the Rapid Reaction.
0: The Rundown rapid reaction. rapid reaction. Reacting to today's top three trending sports stories.
1: Bobby Marks was on with Bickley and Murata today. And they asked him about Chris Paul and why he kind of seems to be getting overlooked in terms of the MVP conversation, especially after the last, I don't know, three or four games. I would be disappointed if when the ballots are counted that, um, that Chris does not finish in the top three or top, top four. Um, based on. And I know this team without Chris would probably have gotten into the plan, um, you know, in that 7 to 10 range, I, I believe. Um, but he has elevated them. He, he's made them better. You know when you don't have a criteria as far as what MVP mm-hmm. actually means, then everyone out, everyone looks at it differently. They look at Jokic differently. They look at what Curry's done. They look at what um, Giannis has done in the, in the past here. And is it the best player in the league? I don't know. Is it the guy who makes the most impact on the team? I look at it that way, um, and I think Chris and you know, certainly what Steph has done in um, you know in Golden State. But they're uh, um, you know an eight seed. I mean, this is a two seed. Yeah. There's a big difference there. Yeah, I mean, I would go even another step beyond that. If you, if you, to me, the five guys that should be in the conversation are Nikola Jokic, obviously from Denver. I don't think you can make a real strong case against him not winning it, especially since they've done this over the last couple of weeks without Jamal Murray. Chris Paul, to me, is right there. He's either two or three. Steph should be two or three too. I mean, Steph is having an unbelievable season. I'm not just going to write him off because he's not on the Suns. And then I would put Giannis like in the conversation. He's not. He's not going to win. Uh, he probably shouldn't win this year anyway, but you're not gonna win back to back to back like that. And then Joel Embiid I would have fifth, but Joel Embiid's missed twenty one games this year. So, you know, you start to look around some of these national writers that are are publishing what their ballot was, and you'll see some that are like, yeah, Jokic one, Steph two, Giannis three, Embiid four, Randall five. Like, okay. I I get it. If Chris Paul doesn't win MVP, I understand that, that Mikkel Bridges quote from Uh, last week or two weeks ago where he's like you know you don't fully appreciate him unless he's on your team we didn't even fully appreciate him what he did last year with Oklahoma City we didn't talk about that at all here in Phoenix so I get that he's probably not going to win it but come on you can't put a guy like Embiid ahead of him when he's missed 21 games out of 72 and you're not putting Julius Randle ahead of him either I understand he's been really good but just because he's on the Knicks doesn't make his impact better than what Chris Paul has uh, has done for the Suns I'm not going to get too caught up in the MVP thing other than if Chris Paul doesn't win, I hope he carries a little extra chip on his shoulder into the playoffs because that's really all that matters to uh, to us anyway. Um, or I guess deeper. I mean, we won't know the MVP going into that, but just the idea that he's not going to, to win it. Maybe he carries a little bit more. Um, you heard Spencer with it in the update. Remy Martin committing to Kansas in his 17th year of college basketball. Still... Looking to go into the NBA drafts. Jesse, you and I talked about this last week. If he goes into the NBA, absolutely, he should do that. If he gets drafted, for sure. If he plays in the G League, if he plays over in Europe, all that. If he plays for another college,
2: this just feels weird. This is the one school that I feel like it wouldn't feel weird though seeing him in the kansas uniform because he's owned kansas in his college career it would it that's was why he only, can't go there it would only be fitting though for him to wear a kansas jayhawks uniform and you know be the only player that's actually been any good and been able to lead them to anything more than just the, their usual big 12 championship over the last you know whatever 10 years kansas is a is a total get to the elite eight school but nothing else I, two of ASU's biggest wins in the last
1: 20 years are both over Kansas and Remy Martin was there. I, he shouldn't be playing for Kansas after all that. Uh, the Cardinals signed cornerback Tay Hayes. I guess we're just gonna have like a bunch of cornerbacks named Tay this year. He can play next to Tay Gallen. Uh, it this doesn't seem like a, it's going to be a huge deal. If you haven't heard of Tay Hayes, look, maybe he can make an impact on this team. He gives them a little bit of depth, but in theory just adding anybody would give you some depth we got to see what these guys do on the field and that's obviously the biggest uh, weakness for this team right now is corner they just they have no margin for error robert alford has to play and play well malcolm butler has to step right in on a new team and instantly be a consistent borderline dominant number one corner and byron murphy has to be has to be a huge impact guy as well and none of those guys can get hurt and it's just it, that's that's where the Cardinals have rolled the dice this season. That's not anything new. It's not like Tay Hayes is going to fix that. It's not like signing him is making it worse. It just kind of reminds us, hey, by the way, the Cardinals have shored up most positions on the field, except maybe corner. And the D-backs in L.A. to take on the Dodgers tonight, starting a series with them. We come back, we will uh, get you a preview of that one with the D-backs on deck show. That's next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Twisted Texan Cheeseburger and Footlong Coney for a limited time, only at Sonic. And by Trajan Wealth. Get your retirement on deck with Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com. Well, lost in the shuffle of all the basketball, and
1: rightfully so this week. Got the D-backs playing the L.A. Dodgers for the first time this season, which is kind of crazy when you consider we're already 41 games in for the D-backs. We're already the quarter of the way through, and you've still got 19 games left against the Dodgers. It starts tonight, a four-game series from, uh, from Dodger Stadium. So tonight through Thursday, Your guess is as good as mine. Who's going to pitch a lot of these games for the Diamondbacks? It seems like they have settled in. Uh, Maybe Merrill Kelly tomorrow. What we do know, and we know tonight. So let's get to tonight's pitching matchup. When the game is on the line, you've been injured. Nobody matches up to the Berg Simpson law firm. Visit bergsimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. Tonight's pitching matchup is great. Madison Bumgarner on the mound for the D-backs against Walker Bueller. Uh, Bueller is, look, I mean, most Dodgers fans will tell you he's their ace at this point. He's, he's been he hasn't been dominant this year, but he's got a zero point nine zero WHIP, a three point four five ERA. Only has the one game on record though. He's one and zero on the season despite making seven starts. But Walker Bueller's tough the the righty uh, there. That um, you know, look, I mean, this is what it is with the Dodgers. They're they're going to have the pitching advantage most nights, and they probably do tonight. Except Madison Bumgarner has been unbelievable in his last 5 games, 3 total earned runs, 12 hits allowed. He's gone 6 or more innings in 3 of his last 4, which is like okay, yeah, it's Madison Bumgarner. He should yeah, he had never done that for the Diamondbacks in any of his previous starts this year or at all last year. Now, if you're just casually looking as I'm sure people are and they're like, "Oh, Bumgarner's got a 4.12 ERA." Okay, I mean, that's you know whatever, it's kind of average. That's fine. I mean, he was terrible his first 3 games. I think if he was here, he would tell you that. But again, his last five starts, he's been absolutely lights out. And he's kind of alluded to the fact that he knows what was wrong in the first three starts and what was going on last year and that maybe he has fixed it. Now, those games, five innings against Washington back on April 18th, so almost exactly a month ago, gave up one run, and then, and then Tory pulled him after 80 pitches. Okay, we're all kind of like, all right, whatever. Just, just give him something positive to work with. Then the seven-inning no-hitter against the Braves. Gives up one run in five innings against Colorado, one in six innings against the Marlins, and then seven shutout innings against the Marlins last Tuesday. So you're not going to win a Cy Young off five starts, especially when your first three starts were were not good. But um, Bumgarner has pretty clearly turned the corner, almost regardless of what he does tonight. But if he can pitch the way he has pitched the last uh, few games against the Dodgers, gives the D-backs a chance, which they obviously need because they don't have any players left. Everybody on this team is hurt. Uh, I heard Burns and Gambo going through it before. You can basically make a team out of the guys they have on the uh, on the DL with the with the. I mean, look, Dodgers have a lot of guys hurt too. But I mean, now you have Carson Kelly hurt as well on the injured list. You've already had uh, J. B. Bukoski, Chris is Dribble Cabrera, Christian Walker, Zach Gallen, Cole Calhoun, Taylor Widener. Catal Marte is close to coming back. Tyler Clippard's been out forever. I mean, the D-backs, it is remarkable that they are hanging in there the way they are, considering how many players are missing. But at the same time, they have been stumbling lately, having won just three of their last 13. So they this is maybe not the best time to play the Dodgers, but you also can get that huge emotional boost if you get a win over L.A., especially to start the series. And with Bumgarner on the mound, there's certainly a chance tonight. Let's hit the MLB standings brought to you by PNC Bank. Financial tools and tech. To help make things easier. The Dodgers aren't in first place either. The D backs are in fourth right now, 18 and 23, six and a half games back of first place in the West, but they're actually chasing the Giants, who are 24 and 16. The Padres, 24 and 17, about what you would expect for them. They're off to a good start. They're only a half game out of first. The Dodgers are 22 and 18. They're just two games back of first, too. So again, we are 40 games into a 162 game season for LA, 41 for the D backs. There's plenty of time for things to even out. The frustration if you're a D-backs fan or if you're Torrey Lavello or anybody on the Diamondbacks is you actually feel like you're kind of hanging around in this if you could just keep any players on the field, and that's not really within their control. But uh, they're going to have to do that now going forward because, like I said, you're missing all these pieces. You've tried to tread water at the start of the year when you didn't have Gallon till, till he came back. Then you lose Cattell Marte, so you're trying to tread water there, and they were doing it, but now Gallons hurt, Kelly's hurt, and all these other guys are hurt, and here come the Dodgers. So this is uh, this is a pretty pivotal series, still pretty early in the season, though, for the D-Backs. Let's get to the keys to the game.
0: Listen, man, I'm you to be the key master. I am the key master. <laughs> d keys to the game. Brought to you by Sand Chevrolet. Sands makes it easy. Shop how and where you want. Online in the new Sand showroom. Find new roads at Sanchevrolet.com. So key of the game,
1: number one. We were joking about it before the show. and I don't even know if it's a joke. <laughs> key of the game, number one, is let's get through the nine innings tonight without losing any more players. Try and stop the bleeding there and then see if you can uh, recover here over the next couple weeks. You got to cash in. I mean, in terms of a key to this series, you got to win on a night when Madison Bumgarner's pitching. Specifically with Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers, he's almost unhittable against righties. So you're going to need your lefties who, right uh, this season, lefties are hitting 258 against Bueller. You're going to need your lefties to step in and do some damage tonight, probably at the plate, whether that's Pavin Smith, Josh Rojas, David Peralta, uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody that's left on the team that bats left handed. That's probably your best chance. At getting to Walker Buehler again he's one of the best young pitchers in baseball we already know that doesn't mean he's unbeatable by any means he's just one to know this season but more than more likely than not you're going to have to do it with your lefties against a a, a pitcher like Walker Buehler who's just been so dominant against righties not only this season but uh, but throughout his career the lineup is Paven Smith Josh Rojas Eduardo Escobar David Peralta those are your first four hitters tonight Domingo Leba uh, Steven Vogt, Nick Ahmed, Tim LaCastro, and then, of course, Madison Bumgarner will bat ninth in this one for the D-backs. So, your keys to the game. Uh, stay healthy, <laughs> relatively, as best you can in Game 42. And uh, try to get to Bueller with your lefties. That's probably your best chance. Maybe get to that Dodgers bullpen. See if you can uh, if you can sneak a win out here to start off this 19-game game odyssey against the Dodgers the rest of the way four games this week between these two clubs all right that is going to do it for us tonight all this talk of basketball but it's baseball coming up here in just a moment D-backs and uh, Dodgers thanks to Jesse Morrison behind the glass thanks to you for listening I'm Luke Lipinski this has been the rundown on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station
0: you've been listening to D-backs on deck Brought to you by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Twisted Texan Cheeseburger and Footlong Coney. For a limited time, only at Sonic. And by Trajan Wealth. Get your retirement on deck with Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com.